Hello and welcome back, you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hi. 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 <laughs> As usual, we just say hello. <laughs> we just say hello. Um, how's it going, Katie? You know, it's good, Sarah. It is good. Besides our little technical difficulty we just had, but that's okay. We figured it out before we started, and that is the joy of podcasting. So <laughs> It's celestial Jesus cursing us. That no. is what's happening. Every time that we have, like, a technical difficulty, I want to blame it on the ghost of Brigham Young because he doesn't want us talking. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my God! I had speaking of Brigham Young. I mean, maybe this is very off the cuff and like on you know we're recording, so maybe I should have just told you this before. But that just like triggered. I had a dream last night, and Brigham Young. I think I've been watching way too much like true crime shows. Yeah. But it was like <laughs> the the serial killer in it was Brigham Young, and I was like, oh, I knew. I was like, there's even more proof he's a horrible person. It was so bizarre. To make that TV show. I feel like it would do really well. Mormons would hate it, but we... (laughs) They would absolutely hate it. Yeah. Well, we were also, sorry, speaking of that, we we just started watching, have you seen um, The Good Omens? No, but I've heard that it's a must-watch Oh, it's amazing. Um, but anyways, we, we've only seen the first episode, to be fair. But Greg was like, oh, you guys should, like, it would be so great if they did, like, a Mormon version of this. Like, the Mormon story instead of yeah. just the creational, like, biblical story. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be incredible and so much fun to make fun of as well. So. Only we yeah. had those resources, right? That would be amazing. Oh, fucking hell. We could do some little, like, word art, word clips, do a little animation and a PowerPoint, you know? Could that work? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd watch okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, hi listeners, welcome back, welcome back. I'm I'm done with my tangent now. <laughs> well, we just have a couple of small little announcements. Um, we have some new patrons. Woo! Um, we have Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Welcome. Hi, Natalie. Can I call you Nat? Hi, welcome. I'm gonna call you Nat. <laughs> And then we also have Nicole. Hi, Nicole, and welcome. Thanks so much. Hi, Nicole. I'm going to call you Nikki. I'm just making everyone's nicknames today, so I'm sorry. What if if they hate those names? (laughs) Yeah, they're, like, traumatized by those nicknames, and now I just said it again. So sorry. (laughs) Yeah, let us know. Tell us to, as Sarah says, fuck right off. Yeah. You can just send me a message and be like, you're a bitch, and fuck right off. And I'm like, got it, got it. It's just Natalie and Nicole. Not Understood. <laughs> Anyways, welcome, and thanks, guys. We really appreciate your support. Yes, uh, and that's all I have by way of announcement, because I'm just so excited to get into our topic today. I am, too. I'm so fucking excited. But, uh, yeah, we don't have any other announcements. So should we just jump into – I'm going to do a drum roll. And, Katie, you, yes. you finish it. Our special guest, Anne. Hello. Hi, Anne. Hi. Hi. It's so Where's weird talking to you guys and, like, you replying and not just <laughs> listening. <laughs> We're so – so happy. Uh, sorry, I just clapped and I realized <laughs> probably the sound 
very loud. Um, so Anne works in healthcare, and we've been kind of chatting with her for a while through this whole crazy past year and some months that this pandemic has been happening, and she works around a lot of Mormons in a very densely Mormon area. I don't know. Do you want me to say the area, or do you want to leave yeah, it? Yeah, I, I work in Provo, so done, the done. of Mormonism. <laughs> the place where Sarah and I met. <laughs> it's a special place in my heart, but also a very triggering place in my heart. It's both. <laughs> Yeah. So we're just so excited. We want to hear her, um, you know, like her take, her perspective, your experiences with all of this, because I'm seeing, I know, I know we're all experiencing it in the world, but I've been seeing so much just crazy, like out of control, outlandish conspiracy theories and like protests and you know Matt you know anti-maskers all coming from that area and you working in healthcare I think would I would go I, I would want to rip my hair out having to deal with that so we're so happy that you're on the show and you're going to be able to tell us about those crazy um crazy experiences that I'm sure you've had a lot of over the past year oh oh yeah many many um yeah so um, when this all first like kind of started oh wait also we we were gonna do like a really short little background of your history with mormonism right yeah so i grew up in california and my experience with mormonism and it's pretty short just because so my dad was in the bishop break when I was 14, and from my point of view, um, one day he was in the bishop break, the next day he was like, this is all bullshit, I don't believe in this. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy, like, having him go from, like, one end to the other. I mean, obviously for him, there was a lot more research involved and stuff, but, like, from my perspective, it was, like, boom, boom. But, so he told me, like all the stuff about Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and stuff. So from 14 on, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, this is kind of bullshit. And so I never really believed after that. Um, and then once I came to Utah for college, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. So <laughs> my skill with Mormonism is pretty short, but living in Provo, it feels like it's been prolonged. <laughs> so so you, you went to Utah for school? Like, that's what brought you there? Yeah, because it's super cheap here compared uh, to California. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's a nice, like, I do miss that about Utah, that it's, like, a nice cost of living as well. Like, I find it affordable, but there's a lot of jobs. And it's, like, actually a beautiful state. It's just so oh, yeah. fortunate. <laughs> it's crowded oh, yeah. with fucking Mormons. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd live here longer if it weren't for Mormons. Like, I can't buy wine at Walmart, and you have what? to, like, go to the store to buy what? liquor, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. fun. Not that's Mormon. Something I, that's something I bring up all the time when people ask about uh, where I'm from, and I'll, that usually always comes up within the first few minutes of, like, oh, yeah, you can't buy alcohol basically anywhere I mean you can buy the watered down beer at the grocery store the 3.2 percent yep. 
but yep. you can't buy that. But then if you want like actual liquor or full strength beer or wine, you have to go to the state owned liquor store, which is closed on Sunday and closes like they have weird hours sometimes. And yep. it's just also like so stigmatized too. like you almost don't want to be seen going there. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. I know. I mean, I know you've told me that before, but I swear I must like mentally block it every time because it's just so <laughs> fucking mental that like a religion can control that much. That, like, with this, I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm so confused right now. What is happening? <laughs> I don't get it. It makes yeah. sense. Like, Anne, you were saying, like, you left Mormonism when you were 14, so it's like you're out of it, but then when you live in a place like Provo, it's like, it's like you can't really escape it, right? It's like it's all around you all the time, and that's what's something when people ask me, will you ever move back to Utah, and I'm like, I truly don't think so, even though there's a lot of good about it, it's just like you're, you're so in the culture of Mormonism that it's, like, suffocating, yeah, there's really, there's no, like, difference between church and state. Like, there's no separation whatsoever. And so that's what makes it so hard living here. Like, I would love to live here. Like, it's beautiful. It's cheap. Like, people are relatively nice here. But it's like, there's no separation of church and state. And so that's, like, that's what gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So- and it's just a bit of a bubble, you know? Like, I feel like there's oh, yeah. a lot of diversity and, like, outside of... Mormonism like they it's just that's all it is like everyone's consumed like we already talked about it's like weird when you think about sometimes when I I like think back about like how all of my bosses and colleagues and like every person I was associated with was Mormon in Utah like Mm -hmm. it's like you were saying and there's like no separation it's not like you you know most other places that you go to work or you go to school or whatever and you're the only Mormon or maybe like one of a few but it's like in more like in Utah everyone basically is Mormons like your boss your I don't know it's just a bizarre um balance or lack of balance I guess yeah and everyone like I came so I grew up in California and there was a ton of diversity where I grew up and then I came here and everybody's white and everybody yeah. like it's like cookie cutter for people it's so weird yep. yeah yeah we've talked about that before too how it just seems like everyone's a replica of one another they're white yeah. and usually blonde I will say oh, yeah. like the same body type and they like the same kind of clothing all that stuff it's kind of yeah. a trip it's like yeah what, what was that not the uh I'm Never mind, I'm blanking, but when it's like all the housewives look alike, you know? Yep. Anyway. Oh, what? Was it Stepford? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of Down East Outfitter. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yep, that's in the mall. <laughs> they, they still have those? Oh, yeah, they have outlet malls. They have, like, they're everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, good times. Oh, man. I owned way too much of that shit back in the day. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, me too. I don't have any more. Thank goodness. But... No. <clears throat> okay, so back to like the healthcare kind of topic. So you work in like a hospital, is that right? Yeah, I work in a hospital. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm kind of curious just how, I'm curious about your experiences, but also 
how things have, I guess, happened um, like with you and your your colleagues, because I'm sure you work with a lot of Mormons, right? Because oh, I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so at the beginning of like the pandemic, I guess, what were your initial thoughts, and did you did you encounter, you know, I guess Mormon pushback for, I'm gonna guess, you know, like mask wearing and social distancing and and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So like at the beginning, so like March 2020 ish. Um, a lot of my LDS coworkers, they like were not worried about the pandemic. They just seemed to be like, oh, it'll all work out. Like I literally had, I was talking to another nurse um, and he was literally like, oh, I'm not worried. Like I have faith in God, like it'll all work out. And so I was like, um, okay. Like you're a healthcare professional. Do you not see where this is gonna go? So it was like, shocking and confusing how many colleagues of mine were like oh it'll it'll all be okay like trusting god like i heard that so many times and i was like well what if like what if i don't believe in god like what do i do then <laughs> yeah that's so that's mad i i think i just am putting myself in the position of like being a patient in a hospital and getting a nurse and overhearing a nurse say something like that, I would be like, okay, my life is in your hands and you're saying, just trust in God. I'd be like, get me a new nurse right now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, and the thing is like, the patients were kind of the same way too. They're like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. it's fine. So, and, but granted, I, all through the pandemic, I didn't work directly with COVID patients. I worked with everybody else but COVID patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but still like when I would float, I would get pulled or floated to COVID, um, units and it was scary. Like there's so many different ages, so many different races. Like there was like a young 20 year old who was on a ventilator and they're like, oh, people oh just weren't realizing how hard it was hitting everyone. And so it was super confusing to me to have coworkers like healthcare professionals tell me like, oh, it'll all be fine. Like trusting God, like I go to church, it'll be okay. And I'm like, no, like, are you seeing what's happening around us? So it's kind of frustrating, but yeah, that was the beginning. And it would, that kind of is how it was throughout. Even now, like with the vaccine, it's kind of like, oh, it'll all be fine. Like it's all working out. So like from my perspective, my LDS coworkers and like, LDS patients just didn't seem worried about it. They trusted in God and it was all going to work out. So that makes me feel just not only frustrated and angry, but sad because as we know, so many people have lost their lives and lost lives because of this. And that kind of attitude is very like um, elitist um, and it's like just dismissive of the actual reality and the pain and the suffering that so many people have been through but like they're basically saying if you believe in our God or I believe in God so I'll be okay but it's like yeah. do you see how all these people are dying or having lifelong trauma and effects on their body because of this and the strain it's put on our healthcare system it's just like it's almost like an arrogance that makes me feel anger in a way. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, they just, 
they think they're going to be okay. It's not going to touch them because their, their God is going to save them. But it's like, okay, well, what about all these other people who are suffering? What about all these other families? Like there was a time and still now we can't have visitors or you can only have one or two visitors. So if you're, if you're patient or like your family member is dying in the hospital, you can't visit them. Like mm. they go into the hospital and you don't see them ever again. My heart. And so it's it's quite serious and just and so it's astonishing how little my Mormon coworkers and Mormon patients didn't they like didn't take it seriously and it's like people are losing their loved ones. People aren't seeing their loved ones come out of the hospital alive. And so it was it was crazy. It was astonishing to not like they had like no I mean they had compassion but like for it was for Mormons it wasn't like for anyone else really I mean but also think about like I mean exactly what you and Katie have already said like it's just a lack of awareness almost like it's just they're completely self-absorbed like oh I'm taken care of and like you know my god I have trust in my god blah 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 but then you know you think about the Mormons who have that mentality and they have been affected by COVID, you know, either lost, you know, family members or close friends. And you know that their first thought process is going to be, what, what did I do wrong? God's cursing me or I'm not righteous enough. Like something that they did, which obviously is the last thing you need to be thinking about when you just lose a very close one. But also because of basically this blind faith you have that like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask or like take precautions like to, you know, think about my safety because God will protect me. And then it's like, okay, you get the virus. And unfortunately, and very tragically, like you lose someone. And it's like, oh, it must have been my fault because God cursed me, not because of just biology and science, like because it's inevitable, it's a virus, like. Or I was hearing like from rumors from people I know in Utah that, there was a lot of talk that, uh, like the Mormon conspiracy theorists kind of people that would say that the numbers were being inflated and that that not that many people were being affected by it. And I remember hearing that there were people trying to like storm into the hospitals to go in yeah. and like see for themselves. Is there actually COVID patients or is this just a big old hoax? Did that happen to you at your hospital? No, that happened at the hospital I work at. And wow, times where security, like they had to have extra security that day because there was rumors that people would try. And it did happen. There were people who tried to like rush through to go to the ICU to see if the numbers were true and if we were telling the truth. And so... Yeah, that happened a few times, actually. Like, can you imagine just being that in that mindset? I mean, I guess when you're kind of believing this crazy batshit religion, you might also you're going to also believe some conspiracy theories. But it's like, why would your hospital be inflating the numbers? Like, what are you going to gain from that? It's just this this automatic distrust of science and medicine yet they trust so deeply in this bogus religion it always oh, yeah. astounds me <laughs> yeah i yeah there it was a few times over the summer that um there was groups that would try and like rush in cuz 
for the hospital I work at, you have to like go through a front desk. And if you have any symptoms or if you're not on the guest list, you have to like turn away. So there was, um, I don't know exactly how many times it happened, but there was a few times that a big group would come and they'd try to rush the front desk to go to the ICU to see if we were actually full like we said we were. And we always are, like, we're not going to lie about our numbers. So, and yeah, those that. People are putting, those people that are rushing in, they're putting all of you at risk, oh, These all of the yeah. and all of the patients, because they're not following procedures, as we know, because they think it's a big old hoax. And so they're going to bring in their germs and rush in and not follow protocol and endanger all of you. It's so selfish. I and it's so, it's so frustrating as a healthcare worker, because working in healthcare is already hard enough. Yeah. And on top yeah. of that, we're working with COVID patients. And on top of that, we're having people distract us and um, take away our time and like mm-hmm. our efforts to take care of other patients when people like that are. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating because I just want to take care of my patients. Like I don't want to have to worry about conspiracy theories and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's been frustrating with that. This whole COVID experience. <laughs> I'm sure. What's kind of like, do you have an example of maybe one of the wildest or most outlandish like conspiracy theories or something that's been said that you remember uh, in terms of, yeah, like almost denying the the virus, the whole pandemic, or even like in terms of vaccines? Because I know a lot of Mormons won't get the vaccine either. Um, I've heard a lot. Um, I've heard that the pandemic was going to end November 4th. I literally had a doctor tell me that. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll end November 4th. And November 5th came and I was like, hey, the pandemic's still here, dude. Like, why November 4th? Because of the election? Yeah, because it was going to be the election. And yeah. So I've had people tell me that. I've had people tell me there's um, computer chips in the vaccines. I've heard that. I've read about that. I thought it was a total hoax. I saw it on like a, I thought it was an Onion article, you know? Like I read it and I was like, no way people believe this shit. And then I actually read articles where it was like people are like, I'm not getting the vaccine because it's a computer chip. I personally know people who have said that in full seriousness, you guys. And these people are Mormons. They fully believe. Seriously. It's so difficult because you don't want to be an ass and be like, um what the fuck is wrong with you? But they, <laughs> and then they always somehow connect it to Bill Gates. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had, um, I've had people ask me if there's any essential oils or vitamins they I can take to fight against COVID. It. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I totally, that was my next question is I was going to ask you if you ever have patients who like, refuse proper treatment like they need treatment because they're like, oh yeah hey, I have essential oils I'm fine yeah I've had before COVID I've had so many patients using essential oils and they'll like refuse medication or refuse procedures and stuff because they're like no I have my essential oils and there was one patient and her room smelled so like it was so strong like she was using so many oils all the time 
that down the hall patients were complaining and so we had to tell her like okay you can't use your essential oils anymore and she had like a full-on like meltdown and was like about to leave wow it's it's crazy (laughs) level of delusion I I like you're in this healthcare facility and they're taking care of you and what you think is taking care of you is your oils, ma'am. No, yeah. <laughs> a problem. <laughs> but also, you know what? Okay, I have a I have a plan, a business plan for the three of us. Oh Let's just start an outrageous MLM, move to Utah, sell it, and we'll be millionaires, like multi-millionaires, because they'll believe anything if we're like. Well, we are the daughters of like descendants of Brigham Young and <laughs> we have this new product and basically celestial Jesus has blessed it. So everyone buy it and we will be so rich. Like, let's do it. That is a good business rich, plan. But we'd just be rich off of the backs of people that are getting poor and I'd feel bad about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. But then it's like 10% tithing, you know? I feel like it's justified. It's like the same. They even do it. Oh, yeah. I also heard um, someone that I know that's Mormon, speaking of like the oils and the vitamins, someone was like, well, you shouldn't be worried about it if you're getting enough vitamin D. And I'm like, um, I understand that can like help with your immune system. But if you get COVID, you get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> From my experience, there's no essential oils. There's no vitamins that will help you fight against COVID. Yeah. Just, just putting that out yeah. there as a healthcare professional Thank you. But do you know what will protect against COVID? A vaccine. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, Anne, you need to repeat that again, you know? Just, just do a little repeat. There's no essential oils. There's no vitamins that will help fight against COVID. Get the vaccine. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. God Almighty. And putting essential oils in your mask is not going to prevent you from getting COVID. I saw people do that. I saw people putting their like frankincense and myrrh oils on their mask, which compromises the quality of the mask. And then they're like, I'm protected. I can go fly and go international. It's okay. I got my oils. Like, um, <laughs> oh, God. I like feel like sometimes I, ugh, I just remember like what I've mentioned before where I had this roommate who's like obsessed with them and she would put them in my water. She'd make me just like take it straight and the burps that I would get from those. Oh, I, I think it's actually kind of pretty harmful. It is. Yeah. That's I not- would always feel worse afterwards. And she would swear by it. Like, no, you'll feel so much better. And I was like, no, I really don't want to. Do- like, it makes my stomach feel worse. Like, I feel so sick. Sarah, you didn't have enough faith. Sorry. I didn't. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, but oh also, speaking of oils, I have another question for you, Anne. Yes. Have you ever had like, well, I'm sure, but is it quite common um, to see, I guess, people in critical, maybe in critical condition or just like receiving a pretty horrible diagnosis that like priesthood holders will come in and give blessings? Oh, yeah. Yes. Every unit has the consecrated oil. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. I've, if they're, 
is so in healthcare there's not a ton of men so if someone needs a blessing like we're calling all different units for a male like it is the widest thing oh and so you can only have as of right now you can only have two visitors but um like in the past there was no visitors but like throughout this whole thing priesthood holders could come in and give blessings oh my god yeah (laughs) this is so bizarre think about hearing this as a healthcare professional from anywhere else in the world they'd be like what is happening like and also just how you were saying we have to call around to different units to find a man yeah bizarre that we're living in 2021 and you're still having to do that at your job I yep but also it it goes back to what we're talking about before there's like no separation of church and state like I know hospitals are privately owned but it's still like a bizarre thing that in an employment that you could have like as an uh, an employee of the hospital like you could also perform like religious I don't know it just weirds me out maybe because I've been here in Europe for too long but that's like Mm -hmm. so taboo like you just couldn't be like oh I'm gonna I'm a teacher, but also I'm going to give you a blessing, for example, or something like it's so bizarre to me. Yeah. And they have every Sunday, there's sacrament meeting. (gasps) (laughs) No other religions, but there's sacrament meeting. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You cannot go a week without eating Jesus's body and drinking. (laughs) Even when you're dying. (laughs) Yeah. Even when you're dying, give me a bite of Jesus's arm. I want it right <laughs> now. Yum. <laughs> that wow. is crazy. Yeah. And I was also going to ask you this. I know we're kind of jumping around, but Sarah yeah, and sorry, I. We're so excited. We're like, oh, my God, next question. Next question. <laughs> um, I've seen on the news different, like, I guess you'd call them, yeah, protests where they're protesting the safety guidelines. Specifically, a lot of times it's masks. Um, Have they been protesting around the hospital where you work or have you seen those in person? Um, There was some on like a main street that I drove by. Um, I haven't gotten out a lot besides Black Lives Matter protests. Um. So I don't go out a ton, but yeah, I've heard of a lot of protests. They, I have seen a lot of them like on the news and talked about and stuff. Yeah, I saw one the other day they were covering and where this one of the women, she was an older woman, and she said that uh, like, uh, what was it? Something about how like masks were of Satan and the masks, (laughs) (laughs) masks. enable um childlike molesters and like sex traffickers because for some reason like obscuring their face makes them easier to to take it's that whole thing that's been feeding into like the uh panic about sex trafficking right yeah and then and then another one that made me very angry another woman like a middle-aged white mormon woman was like you know oh i feel just sick saying this but she said you know, George Floyd said he couldn't breathe, but when we say we can't breathe with masks on, they make us put them on anyway. Okay, oh my, my off. Yeah, she well, can my stance on that is a mask for 12 plus hours 
while giving patient care, which is very physically demanding, you can wear a mask for 20 minutes in a store. So I don't understand that argument whatsoever. Me neither. It's a lot of just them being selfish. And I I, st- I really don't understand it either. But I've heard it so often. People yeah. are like, it's uncomfortable. I can't breathe. And I'm like, what? Like, p- people that are nurses and doctors and healthcare workers have been doing this forever for hours. And they're yes. stronger masks than the one you're the flimsy one you have to wear in the store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have to wear like full on like pappers, which is like basically like a hazmat suit and like, we have to wear a whole getup for 12 plus hours. You can wear a little mask for a short <laughs> amount of time. Also, I think this is a good little point just to point out, like, thank you, Anne. Like, people like you who have been on the front lines during the pandemic just need a fucking round of applause every other minute. Like, <laughs> honestly, though, it's it's amazing. Like, I mean, everyone's going through the pandemic, but we're, I'm not on the front line. Like I'm not actually, you know, in a hospital or around people who are suffering and going through this and having to wear a mask for 12 plus hours and the suits and like, see this happening in your face. Like it's incredible. Like it, it puts things into perspective. If I'm ever like, Oh, I'm so annoyed with lockdown. It's so hard. It's like, yeah, but I'm just dealing with it off my couch. Like, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm doing you know so yeah. thank yeah. you yeah thank, thank you, you Anne because you have to deal with that when you work which is in, oh, it's just I can't even imagine so thank you so much and also the, then the frustration you have I'm sure it just feels like a slap in the face when you hear all these people basically trying to discredit your whole profession and all this care and all this time you're putting into keeping people alive and they're like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. Ah, oh, let me not wear a mask. My, you know, my freedom is more important than people's oh, lives. My God, if I hear that one more time, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, I became a nurse because I love taking care of people, and the pandemic just, I don't know. It's hard, but I love what I do. Oh, well, thank you. We're glad that. You are doing what you're doing and you obviously are helping so many people and we commend you. And also, I'm sorry if I could go and like slap all of these people in the face, I would. Um, It's ridiculous. And then I'd be like, put your damn mask on. I'm going to slap it off your face and then I'm going to put it back on. That's what I'm going to do. Do they in where you live in Provo, are people wearing masks when they go to the grocery store? Yeah, they're pretty good about it. Um... I don't think I've ever seen like a like a fight about anything. Everything's been pretty knock on wood. It's been pretty calm. That's uh, good. So I've encountered some shitty people here in Phoenix, but for the most part, people are pretty decent about it. Uh, yeah, I guess I just I've heard about it. Maybe even in more like rural towns in. Utah, they're just like, ah, fuck it, masks aren't required at all (laughs) to go inside and stuff like that. That's so insane. Yeah, people surprisingly, yeah, people surprisingly have been pretty good about wearing masks, like into stores and like picking up food and stuff. So yeah, that's good. No, we were so Greg and I went to the grocery. I mean, that's like all we do because we're not allowed to do anything here. So. Like, we now we even have a curfew in place, so you have to, like, be back by 10 o'clock, no one can be on the streets. It's insane. 
Um, but like, so all we do is go to the grocery store. We make a joke that like the people at our local store must be like, fuck, they literally are here every day. What are they doing with their lives? And it's like nothing. Um, but we were like joking places in a pandemic. Yeah. It's like, that's all we do. We're like, well, do you need some more eggs? Let's go to the store again, I guess. But we're laughing because like, (laughs) Germany, like it was, you know, there it's always a stereotype that obviously everything said in German sounds so much more harsh and just like, and they're just, you know, Berliners overall are just not friendly people, right? And so they have the people like at the front, the security guards before you come in, and like also the actual store workers who are like, you know, you can't come in without a mask. And this woman was trying to come in with like a scarf over her face. And the woman in the front was like nine, like just shut it down, which was like, nope. And she was like, oh, I just need to go in and grab one thing. And she was like, nah, get out. Like you have to have a mask, that's it. But in a very German brutal way. And I was laughing so hard we left. So I was like, you know what? As much as I hate, like sometimes the rudeness here and the bluntness, like there are times like this where I fucking love it. Like that was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. completely shut that's down. Awesome. Nine. And did you hear, um, I don't know if this was a rumor, I tried to look more into it, but BYU was having COVID parties. Did you hear about that? Oh, I say, I read about do that. not even get me started on this. <laughs> I actually sent Sarah, remember Sarah when I sent you that voice memo the other day about the douchebag who's throwing these parties? Yeah, see, I did listen to that one, Katie, and I'm not going to come up to you in five months and be like, have you heard about this guy who has parties at BYU? We, like, forget what, each, we forget what we say to each other because we talk so much, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him that much attention, but oh my God, do these parties make me infuriated. They yep. purposely throw these parties. They were throwing them even when, like, the numbers were the highest back in when was that in the summer and just without any regard at all and like mockingly posting about it on Instagram and calling people who um were concerned and were trying to get them to stop doing it calling them Karens which was like (sighs) and then yeah and then they would so they would do this and they would release the date uh, I mean the location of the party on the like an hour before it happened so that yeah. it wouldn't get shut down yeah I, and then have you seen the pictures that they've shared no one's wearing a mask everyone's yeah. like and dancing on each other and then the numbers spiked even higher after this yeah and they didn't care and then they at the interviewed the guy who threw these parties and he said something along the lines of like well if people get sick they get sick everyone's gonna die sometime <gasps> yeah 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 it was, oh, my blood's boiling just thinking about it. If you can't tell by the <laughs> impassioned speech just there. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I I can't, like, it, to me, I'm like, how careless do you have to be? Because, okay, yeah, maybe you're young and healthy, but, but you can give it to your diabetic brother. You can give it to your grandma who doesn't have as good of an immune system as you do. Like, you can give it to so many other people who will die from it or who will have long-lasting effects from it. So it's like, how stupid and uncompassionate can you be? 
Right. I know. And like you've said, you do, you can still get extremely ill and die, even if you're young and healthy. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just like, well, I'm young enough and healthy enough and I shouldn't stop my life. If you're scared and you want to live in fear, then you stay home. Just like being such an ass about it, too. Yeah. Or, this is taking people's lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is taking people's moms and dads and grandpa and brothers and sisters, and they're dying alone. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be – they're dying alone. Ugh. You go in the hospital, and you don't ever see them again. Oh they die God. alone. They die holding a nurse's hand. Oh, oh. my God. My heart. Oh. But yeah, the that little party at BYU or that rave party at BYU was yep. totally worth it, right? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> it's, well, I, I had a I had a coworker. Two weeks later, she went to another party, and it was the same people. And I kind of asked her, I was like, "Hey, so uh, why are you going to these parties?" And she was like, "Oh, we got COVID, and so now we won't get it anymore." And just kind of like excused it. And I was like, okay, first off, we don't know much about COVID. We don't know if you can get it again. So you can't say that. Yeah. And second, you're a healthcare worker. Like as a healthcare professional during this, this pandemic, like I've felt so much responsibility not to get COVID because if I'm asymptomatic and I go to work, I can give it to my patients who are very vulnerable. Yeah. So, like as a healthcare worker, you have like twice as much responsibility to not get COVID. And so it's just astonishing to see people do that, especially when they're in healthcare. My, my jaw is on the floor right now. Like I cannot believe someone working in healthcare would do that. And then yeah, like yeah. you risk all the people they're caring for. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And also, like you said, you can definitely get COVID again, and there's different strains of COVID, so. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what I have to work with. Do you you any um, nurses or anything that are refusing to get the vaccine? Um, yeah, there's a few that are not getting it because they don't. Like they say they don't know what it's in, what's in it, and so they don't want to get it. Um, others are just like, no, I don't want to get vaccinated. There's anti-vaxxer healthcare professionals. I that blows my mind. <laughs> I know it blows my mind too. Because <laughs> I actually, my mom, as we know, I've, I've talked about on the show, my whole family is Mormon, but like my family, my immediate family are not anti-vax, like they've been vaccinated. Uh, But she works, I won't say too specifically just because, yeah, her privacy, but she works in a health-related field, not at a hospital or anything, but um, she works with a lot of young women, like in their 20s and 30s, and the majority of them are not getting vaccinated and one of them even like kind of mocked my mom for getting vaccinated like I can't believe you do that and my mom's like um I care about my health and the health of everyone that we see every day so I'm getting it (laughs) that's mad to me I just can't yeah Utah County is it's something else it's like you keep hearing I'm like, I know these things, but then the more I hear them, I'm like, whoa, what a place. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to move. <laughs> it's not even, it's, it's also just like, I think, spread to, because there's that fine line between, obviously, Utah County is like way more extreme, but like 
conservative Mormons outside of Utah as well, like Republican Mormons. Like, oh yeah, it's it's the same. Like, I mean, where I'm from, a lot of people are also anti-vaccine, and like, it's it's incredible to me. Like when I see it on social media, I'm like, what? Like, you can't be serious right now. Or I just found out recently, like, someone within my um, uh, close family, I'm going to say. Anyways, like, I thought that everyone would have jumped to get vaccinated. And it was shocking to hear that some in my family are not for it. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? (laughs) Like, I'm so confused right now. And I don't understand it. Like, for me, I just don't get the logic and this paranoia that it's like the government putting um, a mic, like a chip in you. And, you know, if God didn't create, as, as Katie would say, Jesus didn't do the vaccines. He, <laughs> Jesus didn't create the vaccines. So then, of course, Mormons are like, oh, my God, I don't, wanna, I don't trust it. It's not my handy dandy um, essential oil. So I cannot take it. Did you guys see how, like, angry, how much backlash Russell Nelson got from Mormons for getting the vaccine and posting about it on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, you told me about it, but I didn't realize that they were, I mean, it makes sense now, but that's crazy to me. Yeah, and it's like, that's your leader. He's the closest to God, supposedly. He's, like, the mouthpiece to God. I'm doing this all in air quotes, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's someone they should trust, right? But they're so so into the conspiracy theory and the distrust of medicine and the distrust of science that they'll even like freak out and call out and not trust their own profit. I like, yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) It's, but, but then they'll support him when he says anything homophobic or racist, they're like, Oh, but he's the prophet of God. So do what he says. Let's vote against gay marriage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you know, he gets a vaccine and it's like all hell breaks. Yeah. Oh, you know, when he got the vaccine, he was just acting as a man. (laughs) 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 But when he says something transphobic or homophobic, that's God. <laughs> yeah. When he refuses to acknowledge racism in the past, in the church, and present, it's like, well, <laughs> he has his reasons. He is God's mouthpiece. So <laughs> I just hate it so much. I don't know how you deal with it, Anne. I would literally lose my shit. I just, I, I mean, you can tell from my remarks now on social media, I have no patience left. I have not. <laughs> it's all gone. Like anytime a troll comments, I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal with these fuckers anymore. I'm just done. I have no patience. I know the level of patience that it would take to be in healthcare in Utah County. I I think I'd last 10 minutes and then I'd just blow up. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's something else. I've learned patience. (laughs) You'd have to. There's no other way. Like, or I, I don't know how you don't just like, like start laughing in someone's face when they say stuff like that. I would just be like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I can't take you seriously right now. I can't, can't do it. Like that's the beauty of the mask. They can't see what my mouth is doing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm telling you, I actually, like, I know the mask, like, for, it's, whatever, it's like you wear it, and it's like, okay, like, it fogs up under there, but for me, just, when I, because I don't have to wear it for very long, so when I wear it, when I go to the grocery store, I actually like my face being covered, because I don't have to, like, do the fake smile as you pass someone, it's just like, nope. So true. Looking at you. And I was going to ask, speaking of frustration, have you ever... Well, I'm sure you have, but I don't know if there's like a specific experience where possibly maybe someone's like made a nice recovery or something of that sort. And instead of giving proper thanks or respect to you and your colleagues, most of the gratitude goes toward God. Oh, that happens way more than you would think. Like it happens all the time where I'm like, I just spent so many long hours trying to fix you and you're giving your thanks to God and not me or your doctor or your respiratory therapist or your tech like how yeah it happens a lot and I just have to think okay I'm I'm doing my job like they're fixed so I kind of have to just push it in the back of my mind and know that they're grateful for me even if they don't straight out tell me but yeah that it happens a lot and that's yeah. hard. <laughs> they have been brainwashed to think that all of it is because of God when actually oh, yeah. it's all because of the education and the care from people like you and the advancements in science that have led to providing this care. But no, it's a miracle from God in their oh, yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs> That's frustrating. Um Well, I don't know if you have any, like, other specific kind of, like, experiences or even just, like, advice you want to give people. Whatever else you want to share, we're open. So, I actually have a note um, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, There was, so, in my nursing school, one of my professors, she did, like, a dissertation, like, an essay um on the like the connection between breast cancer and LDS women and she found that um because you're supposed to do like a monthly breast examination on yourself mm-hmm. and she found that LDS women weren't doing it because they thought it was masturbation <gasps> and so yeah so they weren't checking themselves oh. she never told us like the statistics on it and or anything but like from what she told me, I would assume that the breast cancer statistics would be higher in LDS women just because they're not checking themselves. They're not catching those lumps or anything. And so it gets so far ahead. And then once they catch it, it's too late. That is so, so sad. Yeah. So I can totally see that. That makes so much sense because yeah. touching yourself, even just examining your own breast is like. Yeah, it's not even sexual. It's, it's just a sexual thing, right? Like, yeah. and I even remember, this is like triggering a memory for me. And I don't know, it must have been something along the lines of like marriage prep or something that I was taking, like some kind of Mormon young women's thing. And they, someone had said something like, you know, you can also, when you're intimate with your husband, then he can check, like, you're for lumps for breast cancer. Like, almost like he had to do it instead of oh. you. 
do it to yourself. I can't remember the specifics, but that's bringing yeah. up a memory in my mind of like making it a sexual thing, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy that they're not doing it themselves because they think it's masturbation, but it, you should be checking yourself. Like that's not. Yeah. So it's just crazy. And just like, um, like when I work, it's always, um, they're always super, super overly modest. And I, I'm usually like, okay, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, yeah, they're either, the men are either super, super creepy or they're super, super modest. And there's no in between. Like the oh. patients that you're, yeah, that you're doing. Yeah. And I've found that my LDS coworkers, so like, for example, um, I was helping a patient with a urinal and he was making some comments and it was making me uncomfortable. And so I asked another male coworker to like um, help me out or like go in there to help him with the urinal because he was kind of creeping me out. And the next day, my female coworker had him and I like made a comment. I was like, oh, yeah, I had to call our male coworker in to help me because he was creeping me out. And she's like, oh, yeah, she, he's kind of creepy. But like she like made the comment that she's just like putting up with it. And I found that a lot of my female LDS coworkers will just put up with that creepy stuff. Like mm-hmm. for me personally, if a male's creeping me out or if he's making sexual comments or making me uncomfortable, I'll get out of the situation and I'll have a, a male coworker go in there. Um, yeah. But the female ones are just putting up with it. And I think it's like, cause you're taught in the LDS community, like, males are to be trusted like it's okay and yeah. so I found that so yeah Sarah and I have kind of touched on this like yeah you trust yeah. men and also it's like you the highest level of praise is almost like being attractive to yeah. and oh. so even if they're creepy about it it's like well that's what your purpose in life is is to be yes. quote unquote, attractive to a man so like they can say whatever they want to you that yeah. is such a good observation and makes me feel very icky. Um, and yeah. it's something I've had to work on in my personal life of like setting those boundaries and being like, that's not okay for you to say that to me just because you're yeah. a man and a woman, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've learned to stand up for myself more like throughout the years of working in healthcare. So I like, I don't deal with that kind of stuff. I'm like, Nope, you're going to respect me. You're not going to make sexual comments towards me, but my, but LDS coworkers will just put up with it. And so, uh, yeah. God, it's such so a commentary on, on the sexism in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just still, I mean, it, it's absolutely horrible that, I mean, first of all, that you have to even go through that. It's, it makes my blood boil that like women in healthcare have to deal with this kind of shit so often. But the fact yeah. too that like in Utah County or with LDS women that they it's even more sad and and de- it's like a depressing thing that they just feel like they have to put up with it because they're supposed to trust men. And I I totally can relate not on the level of like being in healthcare but just that mentality of being a LDS woman and thinking like um this isn't okay but I just have to put up with it because it's what's normal like it's what. Yeah. He has a priest, you know, he has the priesthood and he's a worthy temple holder, like temple card 
recommend holder, so I have to just put up with it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's so fucked. Ugh. So, yeah. Also, but, women, check your titties. Like, do it. For real. <laughs> do a like, monthly breast examination. Yes. But don't do it on the week of, that you're menstruating. Oh. Oh, that's oh. good to know. I didn't know that. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Little tip. Yeah. Little tidbit. (laughs) That's so good to know. I mean, also, it's just like, you know, the first time I had um, a breast examination, I was like 18 when I went to the gyno. And I remember, like, obviously being a scared little Mormon, like, I had never had anyone even come close to touching my breast before. And so it was a male doctor. And I felt shame and like dirty and like gross afterwards because of that. I was like, I mean, he touched my boobs. Does that mean it's a sin? And I literally, those are my thoughts instead of being like, he's a healthcare professional. He's a doctor. Like, that's what they do. You know, like it's a, it's just a, a physical examination to look and check. And it was nothing sexual. And I was like, I feel dirty. And, you know, a man touched my boobies that weren't, you know, who wasn't my, my husband. It's just so fucked that as an 18 year old or night or 17 year old, you think that, and then you have grown, grown women who still have that mentality as well. And that breaks my heart. That's really unfortunate. Anyways, all right, so Anne, you need to move. I think that's what we decided. Um, Get out of there. (laughs) I'm planning on it soon. Oh, nice. But I, yeah, again, like, we're so, first of all, we're grateful that you came on the podcast to to talk about this stuff with us because it's so important and we've been wanting to talk about it for so long, but obviously, we're not experts, so. <laughs> no, never listen to us on anything. <laughs> not a damn thing. Um, but also, just thank you, like, sincerely so much for all your for all your work. Like, always, but especially during this pandemic. And I can't even imagine how difficult it is and how much it's probably worn on you. But, like, truly, we're so grateful for you and people like you that, have kept our world going during this pandemic so big thank you and oh yeah we're just so happy that that you were on the show and that we got to chat thank you for having me (laughs) we are honored beyond honored I I just want to mirror like every and echo everything that Katie said we truly are so appreciative so I'm not going to say grateful because it's a trigger word for me but I'm really appreciative of you and uh yeah thanks thanks for everything that you have done during the pandemic and normally and also for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast and talk about things and set the record straight. Because as Katie and I have mentioned, we're obviously not medical experts. It's <laughs> yeah. We like to bitch and moan about the pandemic and like anti-mask, va- like people who are protesting. But I think it's really powerful that we have someone who's in the medical care world who can actually set the facts straight and you have authority to say these things. So right. thank you for taking the time to do that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, listeners, thank you all so much for spending this hour with us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Tell them well, what to thanks. do. <laughs> I interrupted so sorry. I just wanted to oh. say thanks. But I feel like on this episode, and you should do the closing statement because it's oh. more powerful coming from you. Oh, yeah. All right.
Do a monthly breast exam, wear a mask, and wash your damn hands. Woo! <laughs> Jesus, amen. Amen. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.